welcome to the Vagology Podcast with your host Jenny and Matt Morris. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to freeze produce. It's giving me chills just thinking about it. But I'm bummed. That's it, folks. We're done. Episode over. Hope you got a lot out of it. So the coronavirus outbreak and its resulting self-quarantines have sent us all flocking to the grocery stores or growing our gardens to stock up on food. We love our vegetables, fruits, and herbs, but there is an ugly truth about them. Colorful and healthy as they are, they'll eventually turn on you. Some of them will stick around for a week or more, like potatoes, carrots, and onions, for example. But some can go bad within days, like your leafy greens. We're going to talk about how to keep them longer and waste less. But before we dive into that main topic, we just want to express that we are thinking about you and we hope you're okay. Yes, we hope you're safe. We hope you're healthy. We hope your family is also. And we hope that you are getting through this. Yeah, it has been a bit of a challenge lately. As time goes on, it gets more challenging. Especially seeing as though we live in North Carolina, the weather is absolutely perfect right now. Mm -hmm. And typically we'd be out dining out somewhere. Or at the pool. Or at the pool or at the beach. Or or at the be- this would be a perfect it. beach weekend. But you we're not it. at the beach this weekend. <laughs> we're at home. And that's okay. You know, we're doing what we need to do to get through this. Um, and it will end eventually. But And I think this is our third episode under quarantine. Now, you know we do these bi-weekly. So if you are a regular listener, you were probably looking for our episode last week, but it's coming out this week because we have actually switched the weeks we put them out. So this will be the new schedule going forward. Yeah. So two weeks from now, you'll get another episode. But sorry for any confusion. I know we got some messages asking, where's that episode? <laughs> and um, it was just something that we decided to to skip a week. So hopefully it wasn't too much of an inconvenience. We know how you probably miss our little tips. And our great jokes. Yeah, we know you miss <laughs> our jokes. All right, then. We do have a food highlight this week. We do. Yeah. So we tried something new. It was the Beyond Meat breakfast sausages. Yes. And I thought they were wonderful. Yeah. You love them a lot. Me, I can see how how everyone would be obsessed with them. They are really good. They seem like meat-based sausages. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. It was too close to the real thing for me. And it just... I didn't like the smell of them when it was cooking. Uh, not that it would, like anybody who likes meat would probably love it. I don't know. But it just something about it like kind of hit my gag reflex. But they were good. I'm not downing on them. I think I think most people will like them. That's just my little hang up with yeah, so it. So your complaint is they were too realistic. Yeah. Yes. I don't think that's downing them. I think that's probably what they're going for. Probably. Yeah, that's true. But I am a big fan of. Pretty much all the Beyond Meat products so far. I think they're spot on. I think the flavoring is great. Yes. And so I give them two thumbs up. Yeah. I'm going to give them two thumbs up simply because I know that I can recommend that you get it and most people will love it. So I'm going to give it two thumbs up. I'm going to agree with you. Taste wise, it, it really wasn't that bad, but I just think I would prefer more plant based like 
vegetable based one better. Um, but it was good. It was fine. So, yeah, so we just wanted to give you a heads up about that. It's out in most grocery stores now, I think. Uh, we found it out of Wegmans, and they were good. Yep, I'm in. So we just want to give you that tidbit. All right, you ready for the main topic? I am ready. All right, so we're going to give you a quick tip on a cooking technique that you can use to freeze vegetables. So freezing food is a great way to preserve food. It is quick and convenient, doesn't take a whole lot of time. And when you're freezing foods, it's important that the proper process is used in order to preserve the flavor and the nutrients in that food. And that is what we're talking about today. And this is perfectly time because we're all trying to stretch our foods. Yes. And a lot of people don't do it properly. So the cooking technique that I mentioned is blanching. So this is where vegetables are boiled or steamed until they are partially cooked. And it's essential for freezing most vegetables, not all of them, but most of them. And taking this step by blanching your vegetables, it kills the enzymes that cause vegetables to decay. So some examples of vegetables that don't require blanching before freezing would include onions, mushrooms, garlic, herbs, Those are just a few examples of vegetables that you don't have to worry about doing this with. But most of them, you do want to definitely blanch them beforehand. Because if you just go ahead and freeze the vegetables without blanching them, then even though they're frozen, vegetables can still decay in that state. So you want to make sure to preserve the the quality of the vegetable that you do use this technique beforehand. So we're gonna run through the steps on how to do that right now. Step one, bring a large pot of water to a boil. Step two, add your vegetables to the boiling water. So a little tip, when you prepare your vegetables, so you clean them, Instead of like putting some of the vegetables in whole if you cut them, so for example, let's use carrots as an example, you can chop up your carrots and then blanch them that way, cook them that way, instead of doing like whole carrots or larger piece carrots, because that way you can put them in individual baggies and it'll save you time and effort later. So you don't have to worry about doing that. So you can just take it out of the freezer and throw it into a soup or a casserole or whatever you're doing. It's already prepped for you. You don't have to do this, but it could save you time in the future. So yeah, when you go to use them down the road, you'll be so thankful you put the time in Yeah. beforehand. Just something to think about. So step three would be bring the water back to a boil On average, cook the vegetables for two to five minutes. Now, blanching times may vary depending on the vegetable. For example, leafy greens is about one to two minutes. A cauliflower is about three minutes. And chopped carrots, probably roughly around two minutes. You can easily use the Google machine to search for the the blanch time. So just as, for example, asparagus blanching time. Type that in, it'll come right up for you. And yeah, so it's easy. So definitely check that before you do it because it does make a difference. Then drain your veggies immediately and add to a bowl of ice cold water. You can run the veggies under cold water also, but the colder the better in order to quickly stop the veggie cooking from residual heat. Yeah, it's a very important step. And what we usually do while the vegetables are boiling, I fill a large bowl 
of cold water and I just throw a bunch of ice cubes in there. Uh, because you want to cool those vegetables down, like Matt said, as quickly as possible to stop that uh, cooking process. So very important step, but definitely get that water as cold as possible. If you're in a situation where you're out of ice and and you're in a bind, just running it under cold water is perfectly fine. It, it really is. But ice water is definitely, definitely recommended. And then step five, after veggies are cooled, you would just want to pat them dry. Um, it's important to remove as much liquid as possible to retain the quality of the vegetable. And I will say a salad spinner works great for this. I really think salad spinner is an essential tool in the kitchen. You love your salad spinner. I love it, especially for freezing vegetables, for doing this um, and drying out vegetables. It is, it's just, it's great. If you have one, then definitely use it uh, when you're blanching them. Then our final step would be step six, place those veggies in a freezer safe baggie or container and toss them in the freezer. Now, vegetables store well for about a year, but keep in mind that even if frozen veggies can lose nutritional value over time, so we do recommend dating your package. Yeah, yeah. Make sure if you're freezing a lot of vegetables um, consistently, then you definitely want to date them. We highly recommend that. And that's it. It's that simple. So step one, you're bringing a large pot of water to a boil. Step two, you're adding those vegetables. Step three... You're going to bring that water back to a boil. You're going to just cook it quickly for like two to five minutes. Done. Take it immediately out. Drain it. Dump the vegetables in a bowl of ice water. And then when they're cool, just pat them dry or put them in a salad spinner. And then put them in your freezer safe container. And then that's it. Voila. Perfect frozen vegetables to use in soups, stews, casseroles, you name it. So if you find a deal at the grocery store on a bunch of vegetables or you have an abundance of them from growing in your garden, you don't have they don't have to go bad. You don't have to waste them. You can absolutely as easily as I did. We just explained freeze them. Make sense? No doubt. Load up that freezer. No doubt. No diggity. All right. So that's vegetables. Now, as far as fruits go, you're going to want to flash freeze them. So the process for that, you're going to sort, wash, and drain the fruits. You're going to remove the stems, any bruised areas. You're going to cut them into small pieces, or if they're berries, just spread them out onto a single layer on a parchment line baking sheet. And then you're going to place the tray in the freezer for a few hours until they're frozen. Or you can just do it overnight if you if you don't want to be bothered with tracking the time. And then once they are frozen, remove the tray and gently peel the fruit off the parchment paper and transfer it into freezer-safe baggies or a container. But be sure to get all the air out of the bags. If you're using baggies, make sure you get all the air out of it uh, before you toss it back into the freezer. And just one thing to know, it's that simple as far as freezing fruit. Now, one thing to note, though, when you go to use your fruit, like say some raspberries, take them out of the freezer, you thaw them out. They're not going to be perfectly shaped and consistent raspberries like they were before you put them in the freezer they're going to be a little mushy there's going to be some water in there so it's 
best used in like baked goods, like muffin scones, pancakes, or to toss in smoothies. They're going to taste fantastic, but they're not going to look as pretty as they were when, before you froze them. But they will still taste amazing. I know. So good. So that's what we do with like a lot of smoothies. We freeze a lot of fruit uh, for smoothies because sometimes we can get a really good deal at the store. So we load up? We load up. Yep. And then uh, lastly, we want to talk about herbs. So there are two methods you can use for freezing herbs. Uh, Flash freezing, uh, pretty much the same concept as what we just explained with the fruit. And also my favorite method is uh, making herb ice cubes. So this is where you pack ice cube trays with chopped or whole herbs. I most of the time do chopped. And then I cover it with water and pop it into the freezer. And then once frozen, the cubes can be transferred into a freezer safe container and you can use it for easy single serve access. So you just take out an ice cube and you throw it into like a soup, which is what I use it most often for and or like a stir fry or something and voila you got fresh fresh uh fresh herbs yeah you do this method a lot and this one's easy to remember because ice cubes real name is actually herb is that no it's not just making (laughs) that up i'm like that's not right (laughs) (laughs) did you know something that i don't wouldn't that be funny if his name is herb (laughs) (laughs) oh my god You had me for two seconds. I wonder what his real name is. (laughs) Actually, I used to know this, but I can't remember. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're crazy. And so, yes. And you can also, some people pack their herbs in oil instead of water. And you could do that as well. But I I prefer just to use water. Oh, yeah. I knew that. His name's O'Shea. O'Shea, yeah. O'Shea Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Herb. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call him from now on. <laughs> I, Everyone listening will now think of herbs when they listen to Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, Aquafaba needs to do... Um, yeah, a collab. A collab they could, they could do a collab with Ice Cube. With Herb Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> All right, so some herbs that freeze well. So basil, cilantro, parsley, dill, mint, oregano, sage. Those are the common ones that we normally do, um, along with thyme and uh, rosemary. Not rosemary so much. I don't freeze that too often. It lasts a long time, so I usually use it before I have to actually freeze it. So. So it's that simple. That's how you would uh, preserve your herbs and freeze them. Highly recommend the ice cube method. But if you do flash freezing, it's simply just laying out the herbs on a parchment lined baking sheet and then putting them in the freezer. And then when they're done, then put them in a freezer safe container or baggie. And that's it. So that is how you properly freeze vegetables, fruit, and herbs. Pretty simple, huh? No doubt. So you learned how to extend the life of your vegetables. So today was a good day. (laughs) High five on that. (laughs) Nice. You just pulled that out of your I sure did. (laughs) Nice ways. Nice. All right, folks. So we hope you got a lot out of this episode. And 
We do have a bonus for you this week. So we put together a handy chart that you can use as a quick reference for vegetable blanching times. Now I know I directed you to the Google machine. However, we're going to make it a little easier for you. So the link to the chart will be available in the podcast bonus library. And the link to that will be in this week's newsletter, which is coming out on Thursday. So if you already have access to the bonus library, it'll be available for you then. If you are not a subscriber to the newsletter, please go ahead and do that and you'll have access to this bonus as well as all the other ones we've ever offered throughout the life of this podcast. Our entire catalog. Yes. And we are on episode 48, so there's a lot of good stuff in there. All right. So if you like this episode, please share it and If you haven't already, give us a good review. It really helps us reach more people and spread the good veg word. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. All right. We greatly appreciate you. Peace Peace and and love. love.